0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night I reserve to answer all of your sex and relationship questions all evening long. 514-800 to text in your question. You can also reach me uh, by telephone right here, right now at 514-790-0800. Some people like to send me emails. Uh, usually if there's more space for details. You can do that as well to laurie at DrLori.com. So you've got uh, the whole hour. I want to just make, give a few reminders here. A, it's anonymous, uh, meaning that I don't share names or anything. Even if you call, you can be whoever you want to be. It's that, that doesn't matter to me. It matters that you are able and feel free to answer your question. No question in my books is a silly or stupid question. Um, If you have that question, I can guarantee you it's been asked before. uh, After uh, we're celebrating, what, 21 years on the air? And next month it'll be 21 years. I've pretty much heard, yeah, many... (laughs) pretty much heard it all Uh, I don't want to say all and sound a little arrogant here but I'm sure there's some things I've never heard of but you can bet that most the majority of concerns that uh, people ask about have been asked multiple times and that's okay you uh, get your questions answered here so just remember it is anonymous. It's a great forum for you to, to get these questions answered. So <clears throat> there was one on the text board from yesterday that I never got to, and I'm going to answer it now. It's a little bit, it requires a little bit of an explanation, but it's okay. We can all learn a little something here. Uh, can a bipolar person be helped by a therapist? The answer is. The very short answer is absolutely yes. I would say it's a necessity even, but I want to talk a little bit about, um, bipolar disorder because it, it's, it's serious. It's a lifelong condition. And if you suspect that you're suffering from it or a partner is suffering from it or a family member, then, uh, seeking help as soon as possible is, uh, is the best best course of action. If, um, the thing with bipolar disorder is it, um, there's a lot of unpredictable ups and downs throughout life. So when it's not being treated, these ups and downs can, can cause quite a bit of damage in your life and, and, and devastation, uh, usually characterized by, uh, both manic and depressive episodes so as you can imagine the ups and downs can be it can be very difficult to lead a uh, a stable uh, productive life if this is not um controlled and it can it can be so just to we all i think we could all relate to the depressive phases of bipolar disorder. But the manic phases is, is uh, behavior that's more characterized by uh, hyperactivity and irresponsible uh, behavior. Early diagnosis and treatment is, uh, can certainly help you avoid a lot of problems that this can uh, create in your life. Working with a mental health professional First, firstly, to make a diagnosis, so seeing a psychiatrist who can make a diagnosis, prescribe the proper medication, because you need a, you need the right diagnosis in order to treat it properly. Um, so that's something, and then working with a um, a therapist, and this is what you will need for uh, you know successful treatment is a combination. Of those things. But the evaluation part is really important because we need to figure out the symptoms, right? What is the cause of these symptoms? It might be something other than bipolar disorder. Sometimes we can see this variation in mood in people who have thyroid disorders or neurological problems or um, are on, on particular. Uh, medication or on things like that so I think so it's it's really important this is why uh, um, a proper diagnosis is uh, is really important there are also different types of uh, bipolar uh, disorders. so depending on uh, how much mania there is how much depression there is there's type 1 which has um, mania and depression, uh, type two is hypomania and depression. In other words, um, it's a, a milder form of mania, but far more, uh, depression. And then there's others where it's, uh, there's another, like a milder form of bipolar disorder as well. So it is important to differentiate between somebody who is depressed who suffers from depression and somebody who suffers from bipolar disorder. And people often make that mistake. Like just in the, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, that person's bipolar. But really, are they? Um, this needs to be uh, checked, whether it's depression or bipolar disorder. Again, a proper diagnosis, either by a psychiatrist or a uh, clinical um, psycho- uh, clinical psychologist as well. In terms of treatment, there definitely is treatment. It has to be multi, I would say multidisciplinary types of treatment. Um, Medication is frankly the cornerstone of bipolar disorder treatment. What's required here is a mood stabilizing uh, medication that can help minimize all the highs and the lows of bipolar disorder keeping the symptoms under control we have to be careful too with treatment because often people present with depression like they go to a therapist or a a professional when they're in a depressed state not when they are in the manic phase because then they feel good right and so they may not recognize it and if if you treat just the depression it may actually make the bipolar worse so we have to think about um, that this is why it requires um, a, a really good uh, assessment to figure out what it is. So the medication is definitely something to work with. Uh, that's important, and psychotherapy is the next essential piece of treating um bipolar disorder because of the impact of this disorder on different areas of your life so you will learn how to cope with difficult um uh, feelings uncomfortable feelings help help you to repair your relationships maybe manage uh, your stress regulate your mood teach you techniques like mindfulness meditation uh give you some education about uh, bipolar disorder uh, support you through this, maybe even if necessary, help the family through it. Um, your lifestyle choices also matter. So making sure that you maintain, a, you know, regular sleep schedule, that you avoid drugs and alcohol, which can also make this uh, much worse. Um, looking at uh, your diet and exercise and minimizing stress. All of these things are absolutely uh, essential and being followed by a medical doctor who usually a psychiatrist who can monitor your medication and make sure that um, you know that you don't have too many side effects and because there's many different medications that you can actually take so both are very important therapy is definitely to answer your question I know there's a long-winded way of just saying this but uh, there are different modalities of therapy that are helpful, usually cognitive behavioral therapies at the top of the list, but, an, but absolutely, um, I would say medication and therapy have the best treatment outcomes when the two, uh, are combined coming up more of your questions and so, a couple of COVID rants. I'd like to say that, uh, people have expressed and, and, uh, we can air as well. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's Trouble Tuesday, sound on the program. I answer your questions 514-800 to text in or 514-790-0800 uh, to call in. Uh, you can also email me to Lori at... DrLori.com. Hi, Dr. Lori, nearly 21 years. Awesome, congratulations too. I'm glad that the whole treatment spectrum now available for BPD, so bipolar disorder, is so much more developed than it was even just a few decades ago. Yes, and we have a lot more research to back it up uh, and such, but there has been a treatment for this for um, a very, very long time. Uh, How do you convince someone who is bipolar that they are bipolar and that they need help? So usually the devastation caused by these extremes, um, should be an indicator to the person, right? And may, and the person who lives with someone with bipolar can say, look, it's, we have to go get help for this because I am hurting now. I cannot handle the ups and downs and all of this and, uh, let's go together. So a good way to get somebody is to go together and say, let's go learn more about this and see if we can, um, you don't have to, first of all, a, a non, a partner who's not a, a doctor should not be diagnosing or saying you have this, or you have that. It's more about talking about someone's behaviors and that they, uh, that you're concerned about it, that you're worried about it, that it's affecting your marriage, etc. And that's how you go about, um, doing that. Uh, I, I think most effectively, if anybody has any tips, of course, we can, uh, we can talk about this. Uh, what is the best and most effective way to recover from a broken heart? I got my heart broken on Friday and it's been very difficult. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that for, uh, for you. I mean, it takes a while, uh, to, to grieve the ending of a relationship. So the ending of a relationship is like a death, right? And, um, and there's a process, there is a process of grief. I, I wouldn't say like jump into another relationship or anything like that. You have to, there's, it takes time to process. It's okay to, to cry. It's okay to be sad, have somebody you can talk to get, uh, support about this, uh, trying to understand maybe what happened. If, uh, you know, get, you can even talk to a therapist to help you, uh, get through this, to help you make some sense of it so that you can learn from, from it as well. Uh, I mean, everybody goes through heartbreak at some point. What's important is also to to learn. I can tell you this, it will get better. It doesn't feel like it now when you're at the beginning of a a heartbreak. It feels like your heart is broken forever. Uh, But that isn't the case. It will get better. And in this case, time does heal uh, quite a bit. Uh let's see. Hi, Lori. I am adamant. I am immune compromised. Live in a sixplex. Neighbors in the building do not wear masks in entrance when meeting one another. A lady in apartment five works in the CHSLD and wears no mask. Her twenty year old daughter living with her wears no mask either. Her mom is indifferent and keeps saying when I wear a mask it protects others, not me. I almost died two years ago from a serious illness. So not only young ones are indifferent. Well, again, people are are very upset with those who are not uh, taking the guidelines. And we had this conversation yesterday with our therapist panel about trying to convince young people. It's like 60% of the new cases are in, in the 20 to 29 year old these days. So... Uh, some message is not getting through. But, you know, I have the same conversation about safe sex <laughs> when only 20, about 25% of people regularly use condoms. Like, okay, the message is not getting through clearly. I bet we've almost all got a COVID rant or two kicking around nowadays. Absolutely. Absolutely and uh, for the bipolar uh, the first step in resolving any issue is first admitting you may have a problem that's true but that's sometimes the hardest step is just admitting to be able to say uh you know i have a problem with this or that um It's interesting because when I work with people who have substance abuse problems like alcohol addiction or what have you, rarely do they come in saying I'm an addict or I am an alcoholic. (laughs) It's the the word alcoholic will come out of my mouth before it comes out of their mouth. And how many alcoholics have you known that self diagnose as alcohol? You know, most people will not say that. Or they don't think it's as bad as that, or what have you. So sometimes it's hard to recognize something in ourselves, uh, for sure. Some advice from a listener on a broken heart um, stay busy, get out, just do not be alone to dwell in sorrow. I assure you, the sun will shine again. Best is yet to come. So thank you. uh, Thank you for that you can have your moment you can have your pity parties absolutely it's a the question of staying in it right so uh distraction is certainly something that's uh that's important uh i'm so glad we have made masks mandatory regarding public transportation and for when being in the general public but how do we get the message across to the young people oh that's what we were debating i witnessed today three young girls about 14 and 15 sharing their drinks with straws each of them taking turns sipping then at the end they gave each other a big group hug these girls may have gone home to kiss their parents grandparents who knows I know it's tough, but there has to be a way to get them to understand what COVID can do to them and or their loved ones. Mostly it's to appeal to their sense of empathy and compassion for others because they don't seem to be so concerned about themselves, but maybe um, you know, we'd be able to get them to think about uh, other people. All right, 514-800. If uh, you want to send in a text, it can be uh, a comment or a question or a, a little bit of advice that you yourself want to give anybody who's written in uh, as well. So that's that's good too. I'm not sure, but is there an age limit for mandatory masks? I heard the age limit is 12. So 12 and over have to wear... Uh, masks in public uh, public places. That's that's what I I think that's what they I heard on the news. All right, uh, bonjour Laurie. I'm a long time listener to the show, and you help you've helped me very much over many years. It's it's this is a French person writing to me, so the, the I'll just <laughs> the, the writing isn't in, in proper English, but I'll read it not exactly as such. Um, I've listened to the Baby Boomer show last week, and it was very good. I laughed many times. It was fun to listen to. I like the poet, but I don't always understand, but the poem always sounds nice. You talked about STDs in seniors' homes. My father is in a home with... problem in his mind so i guess there's some kind of uh dementia issue the nurse says he is a bad man always touching ass and boob of nurse Uh, my boyfriend who i'm with for the 25 years was like a son to my father they used to go fishing golf and lots of things together before my mother died eight years ago and i am still sad uh, after the show, my boyfriend told me for the last three years he has been hiring a prostitute for my father four times a year. I now know why, when we visit him, he demands uh, Jocelyn. So I guess that's the name of the prostitute. I'm not sure. Um, I thought it was the problem in his mind, and I said nothing. Uh, I am uncalis. <laughs> that, that's the part I liked. I'm 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 upset with my boyfriend, but he tells me my father is uh, a horny old man. And why not? The prostitute always uses condoms. Is this a bad thing? So people can write in their thoughts about this. So the situation is this: there's a man in a senior's home, and the son-in-law gets him he has there's no wife around the wife died he's a widower Um, hires him a sex worker a few times a year so the guy can still do it clearly and he still has an interest in sex um I don't really think there's anything inherently uh, wrong with that I don't know what and you know what what people think about this I know if you take uh, the moral high ground, may, you may have a, a problem with this kind of thing. But so I'm curious to hear what others have to say about this. And, and so does the uh, lady who uh, who wrote in. 514 800 uh text in Can bipolar be misdiagnosed with menopause on a woman? Usually the, the, the bipolar diagnosis it happens at a young age usually like before the age of 25. So if this is like new behavior or new symptoms after menopause, then it's might be due to something else. Yes. Which is why again, we need to assess, uh, properly. Texa writes in, yes, heartbreak sucks, but move and get out and do something fun for yourself. Also, Feel free to lean on good friends and family members. Treat and be kind to yourself. All the best. Thank you. Our community is wonderful, isn't it? It's good to give support to everybody else as well. Um, <laughs> eight years I've been listening to you taking night classes. At the time, I had no education. Today, I'm a lawyer, and I'm still listening to you. Congrats on your show. Thank you. That's uh That's very sweet of you. Yes, the uh, next month, this will be 21 years on the air every night. Uh, Was the broken heart male or female? If a female, I will write a poem. I really have no idea, actually. Uh, As for the guy and the old man in a residence hiring sex workers, no, let the old guy get his jollies. If you're going to go, go with a smile (laughs) Uh, since it's been stated by the cdc and the who the who that masks don't prevent the spread of viruses why does the media spread information as if they are an authority on medicine i think the media is simply reporting what the recommendations are by the medical community i i the media does not make this stuff up Uh, i want to make that clear and the cdc and the who have also readjusted their um their guidelines as this disease has progressed as the knowledge of this disease has progressed so what they said in the beginning isn't what they're saying today so check back to see their updated sites to to get the latest uh, the latest guidelines so what are the percentages of May, December divorce rates in couples t- with a 10 year age difference or more? Uh, I'm going to appeal to our Google guy who listens every night. Uh, maybe Google guy. Can you figure this out? What are the percentage of May, December divorce rates? So age gap relationships with 10 year difference or more. They have particular issues, but I'm not, I've don't believe they have a higher divorce rate, but I could be wrong. So I don't know offhand what the, uh, what the studies are with this. I've got more uh, pandemic rants, of course, uh, as usual, and a question about uh, uh, pubic hair from, I, I believe, a young-ish uh, woman, and more foreskin penis questions, of course, as we do have Uh, every Tuesday right so get your questions in 514 800 right now let's turn it over to the CJD 800 newsroom the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion CJD 800 Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program, 514-800 to text in a question or you can call in at 514-790-0800. Some people email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. We got a a poem from the Passion Poet for the broken heart. Uh, Things are hard enough today. We don't need a broken heart. With all the social distancing, not a good time for a new start. It's okay to cry a little, but don't dwell in sorrow. Things will get better and there's a, there is always tomorrow. Find a social activity, go visit a friend. You will find it's a new beginning and it is not the end. Thank you for that. Our Google guy weighs in uh, in terms of the percentages of May, December divorce rates in couples 10-year age difference or more. Uh, says a five-year difference increases the odds of a divorce by 18% and even a one year difference clocks in at 3%. So there you go. As for the person in the resident, kind of exotic erotic caregiving for that elderly resident. If nobody involved has lasting misgivings and I figure there's no problem there, Um, I agree. Mm -hmm. Another text writes, masks help. They're not much, but they do uh, help. Major breath cloud reduction is the name of the game um just asking but if more young people are being tested for corona wouldn't there be more positive cases i think this is where people are getting a little bit confused my take is that if we tested everybody you would fi- obviously you'd find more but you're all, people are really only getting tested when either they're told you've been in contact with or you were in an environment where you were in contact with or they have symptoms that doesn't account for all the people who are passing it on who are asymptomatic who if they had been tested so i think it's underreported not overreported um anyhow if anybody else wants to find another way to explain it uh go ahead all right, my daughter's finding things very difficult now. She is asthmatic and doctor told us she is very high risk. She is only with a small circle of friends, one other also asthmatic. She usually goes out with me on errands and with the mask law, we are more comfortable with her in stores. Today in a grocery store, I fell apart. There was a gentleman and his son of around 15 or 16 in the store refusing to wear a mask, saying everything is fake and all the world, and it's all a worldwide hoax. The manager asked them kindly to leave and they would not be served unless they had a mask on and even offered them two masks. A small crowd gathered, but the man refused and ranted on his rights being violated. The manager said he will have to call police if he refuses to leave. But at that point, I kind of lost my composure for a few minutes and started to cry. I raised my voice. What about my daughter's rights? She is asthmatic and you, sir, and your son are risking her life and the lives of others. If you think it's a hoax, fine. But follow the laws put in place to protect people, even to protect a-holes like you. I got a round of applause they left the manager thanked me very much we only went there to pick up a few things but when at the checkout the manager told the cashier there's no charge I was still clearly upset my husband and I are doing everything we can to make sure our daughter has some kind of life and keep her safe she is young adult but like uh, she is a young adult but like any parents in these times your kids will always be your kids we love passion and you are her bright star in dark times that's so sweet thank you Yeah, there's other people's experiences. So if you've got some uh, experiences uh, you want to share, please do. Wasn't it last summer that everybody freaked out about the measles? JD asked. There was a, I remember something about a a measles scare. Uh, I believe so. I'm now 20 years old and the foreskin of my penis is still tight and won't roll back. I'm a little scared that, any pro- that a problem may arise in the future and also about in getting an infection in that area. So when the, when the foreskin does not retract, meaning you cannot pull it back, we call this phimosis. Um, where there's like a fusion of the 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 foreskin to the head of the penis and cannot be pulled back. This can cause sometimes pain uh, with erections, especially. Uh, a medical doctor though who needs to examine you and needs to confirm uh, this diagnosis. And usually what they do is they find less invasive. Uh, treatment options like creams that you apply continuously to soften up the skin so you can uh, retract and in the most invasive um treatment then it would be something like a uh, a, a circumcision somebody takes in he needs to work on stretching it so that's the first thing is but you use these the, uh, special creams that you apply to help you uh, stretch that foreskin uh, and but for some it's the phimosis can be quite severe and they would need uh, they may need a uh, an actual uh, circumcision so again a, a second question this is why i said like penis and vagina questions very very similar it's the same answer when i masturbate i'm not able to pull my skin of my penis totally back. It is still attached to the penis at the the tip. So there's another similar question to that. Um, Same answer. uh, Vagina questions here. Uh, Let's see. When I was 17, I went through a sexual trauma. I had my first relationship when I turned 19. uh, And while it took a while to be able to have full penetrative sex, Thankfully, my boyfriend was very supportive and patient. I then started counseling to try and deal with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And then my partner and I started having problems. Having sex would be very painful and it would seem no matter how much foreplay we tried penetration was just too painful. Over time, I've been able to use tampons or accept digital penetration, but having full sexual intercourse is still too painful. And it is if my vagina just won't expand, relax, to allow my boyfriend to enter me. I have seen my doctor who just told me to relax. Easier said than done. Is there anything you could recommend this? I feel like I will just never be able to have proper sex again. And that makes me worried for my relationship and for the future, like having children. So first of all, it's not uncommon for women who have experienced sexual trauma to develop a condition that's called vaginismus and vaginismus basically is the it's the involuntary contraction of the vagina which makes as you can imagine uh, make makes penetration very painful and for some uh, impossible so it's true that relaxing these muscles help but we can't just will ourselves to just do it, right? That's just not enough with a condition like this because it, is an, it, it really is involuntary. Um, now, the, the on this shows that the best results for this is therapy. So talking to someone who understands this problem and helps you deal with this and your relationship and all of that. Along with pelvic floor physiotherapy. So that the combination of those two treatments has been, has shown the most um, the the best outcomes. So uh, and what a, a pelvic floor physiotherapist will do is we'll teach you how to control these muscles, which at this point you don't have control over these muscles. and uh, and a physiotherapist works with you, like with your vagina, whereas, you know, a a clinical psychologist or sex therapist does not touch you, right? Uh, it's talk therapy, but the pelvic floor physio will get right in there and work with you for an hour, uh, on helping stretching and, and getting you to uh, control those, uh, those muscles. Of course, the therapist part of it can help you deal with uh, the trauma of the uh, of the sexual assault. So, you, bottom line is this is a uh, a very uh, very treatable condition. It might take some time, but uh, but it is very very treatable. <laughs> Texter writes in, in the 40 minutes, now you have assisted several people and give important information. One hour is just not enough. (laughs) Bless you for everything you do in 42 minutes of airtime. Get 90 minutes. Ah, alas, it is not my choice to make. Um, (laughs) You know, some people are just writing in such. Some people just send in, they're not even rants. They're just words strung together. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, erectile dysfunction due to uh, diabetes, something else that is uh, quite common. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesday, sign on the program. Last few uh, minutes to get your questions in. Uh text writes in, that Google guy is good. A five-year age gap statistically means Spouses are 18% more likely to divorce compared to just 3% with a one year age difference. The rate goes to 39% for a 10 year age difference and 95% for a 20 year age gap. So thank you for that. Uh, we learned, I'll learn a little something from each other. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I have delayed ejaculation. It takes me longer than most. What can I do about it? So. First of all, I, need, I would need to know why. So I want to get to the cause of this. Do you have delayed ejaculation during masturbation? How often are you masturbating? How often are you having sex with your partner? Um, is it with certain um, sex acts is it only with penetration but not with masturbation so there's a lot of questions here uh, that I would have and you it would be good to get like a thorough assessment to see what the problem actually is Um, is it medication related sometimes if if people are on uh, specific medications that could delay ejaculation. So there's some things that need to be looked at here. If you would like a referral or you'd like to have a, a private consultation, you can call my office and or email me laurie at com and we can uh, we can discuss this further but it definitely requires um, a more thorough evaluation there's no point in treating something till we know what the cause of the cause is sometimes it's a psychological thing and so that needs to be dealt with sometimes it's a physical thing so we need to figure that out uh, first and foremost Uh, Text writes, one common thread among workmates is their expression of despair about their female partners experiencing depression. Firstly, coworkers seldom speak about their relationships. And is this a byproduct of this pandemic? Um, Probably. I mean, look, we don't talk much about mental health issues, right? In general, it's still taboo or trying to change that by bringing it out in the open. But what this pandemic has done in a way is we're all experiencing, I would say like a collective anxiety and collective levels of of grief. We've all lost something in this uh, pandemic, you know, whether it's losing your freedom for certain things, losing jobs, uh, losing people we love, like there's all kinds of things, and everybody, everybody has has lost something. At least I would think most people. So, so now since everybody can relate, I think it's less, much less taboo to to talk about this, to express. Uh, any kind of mental health effect that it has had because that's all everybody is talking about these days so it, it kind of is validating to hear and you're certainly and you know now you're not the only one right and and there could be many people in your environment that are <laughs> suffering the same thing so i think that's what's happening more than anything all right last uh, last question maybe one or two I'm 65 years old and I have, uh, diabetes type one, uh, what supplement would be most effective for me to take to achieve the best erection? Prescription meds are too expensive. There are many supplements on the market, but I have no idea which ones perform well in a short time period. So, uh, look, unfortunately, erectile dysfunction is rather common in men who suffer from, uh, diabetes. But the best options, to my knowledge, are prescription medication. A lot of the uh, supplements that you see advertised, and I think that's what you're referring to these um, en- enhancement, you know, uh, whatever, enhancement drugs or supplements or whatever, they have no proven efficacy. Like they don't have any quality studies that are showing significant results uh like studies that are peer reviewed studies not by their own people right so frankly i think that you would be wasting money with something that may likely not work and they're not they don't sell them cheaply either by the way just so you know it's like i think they bilk you out of a lot of money they 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 target the most vulnerable, right? Who doesn't want a firmer erection and who doesn't want to heal from uh, erectile uh, dysfunction and, and, and stuff like that. So unfortunately, they target those, those populations and um, they promise them things that just doesn't work, you know? Sometimes there's a good placebo effect, for sure, for some, uh, but for many, not. And especially if you have a medical condition, Especially so, if you have this underlying medical condition like diabetes, you need to, you need to be followed by your doctor and, um, and, and check out the medications that exist for you. So, I, I hear you with the, the cost of them, but at least uh, we live here and not in the States, and the States, isn't, I think, they're far more expensive than, uh, than here and get a bigger penis. Yeah, that's the other thing everybody is looking when they buy those things, right? Like when you see these penis enhancements or sexual enhancement, it's like enhance what? Size for the, like erections, like what is it? You know, it's always something, it's always a mystery to me. Uh, texturized. the pandemic has increased everyone's stress levels. It's normal to have an increase in chemical imbalances Heart attacks, etc. That is quite true. I mean, this, our stress levels have. Uh, it, it is a collective uh, stress. It is a uh, let's call it a disaster situation worldwide, and we are all feeling uh, feeling the effects. And of course, we know that. Uh, cortisol levels that are you know come out with with stress with high stress are certainly going to affect us in in different ways so it can help uh you know our whole physical beings as well so that's it for me i want to thank you all for sending in uh your questions you know you make the show uh and not just that your own little bits of advice and, and uh, things like that are also helpful to our listeners. So I want to thank you all for, uh, for participating. Thank you to our technical producer, of course, Dave Simon. If you want to connect with me, uh, you can do that on social media. I'm easy to find. Uh, Lori Batito. my last name is spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. Or go through my website, which is the easiest way and the easiest one to remember, which is DrLori.com and you'll find all the past podcasts of the show as well and a couple of my uh, TEDx talks that I did on sexual pleasure. We've reached over a million views on one of them, so I'm very happy about that. You might want to check that one out. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion.